Yeah, it is improv night on it. Holy cow. <laughs> All right. Well, I know this isn't our usual intro, so we have some technical glitches here this evening. But anyhow, so again, as always, I'm your host, J-Dub, and that, my friends, is Mr. Carl. So here we are again, another edition of Backwoods Nation Radio, right here on the Spreaker app, coming through your speakers, compliments of the folks over at VRS. So yes. want to go, go ahead and uh, welcome you guys to our show once again, and want to go ahead and give our shout outs uh, to our sponsors. First off, Warrior Point, go ahead and join today to become part of the select few at www.warriorpointwithane.org. Also, be sure to check out our friends over at ThreatCon 5 Clothing at ThreatCon5Clothing.com. Remember to wear the grenade. I want to go ahead and give our uh, Facebook shout-outs tonight uh, to the pages that are sharing our show. First off, Kilo Charlie Clothing, Grunswick Grills, Booney Call, Platoon Sergeant's Corner, IR Infantry, Dakota Potty, Potter Comedy, U.S. Alpha Veteran Humor, and the rest of the Warfighters Coalition's pages, and many, many more, as well as to all the fans that are out there sharing and listening to our show tonight. Thank you very much. Can't do it without you guys. Uh, here later on in the show, when we get ready for our outdoor portion, we're going to be having a guest appearance by our friend Aaron McShawn, a.k.a. the Off Course Adventurer, during our outdoor segment. So looking forward to having him on the show tonight. And, uh, yeah. So, Carl. What's going on, brother? What you got happening? Uh, I, oh, not a whole lot right at the moment. Ready for uh, doing the two-week push for the KOH build, the 43rd uh, King of the Hammers build that went down to Hammertown, California for a week for a race that is 180 miles through the desert. Cannot be more excited than going with the Riot Fab crew, and they are located out of Estacada for all of your specialty needs. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely excited and thrilled that I get to go with these guys, man. It is going to be one hell of a time. Sounds like it's going to be awesome, brother. So looking forward to hearing from you when you go, uh, get down that way, having you show, and see what we can't get going on down there with those guys. So, But, yeah, man, I mean, oh it's God. just it's another day in paradise, dude. I mean, it's another week is coming on. And I tell you what, dude, what a week it has been, not just, uh, you know, not just around the house or, you know, out and about or whatever, but with work and with, you know, everything that's going on in the news today, I mean, it's just been, it's been a wild week, brother. I mean, this week, I don't know what it was, dude, but it was like Murphy took hold of everything. And everything. Oh, dude, I don't know what it was. It's like earlier in the week, you know, started off Sunday night with our debut show. Uh, that went well. Uh, got a lot of good uh, responses from the other shows on uh, VRS as well as a lot of folks that work over there. So that was great. You know, Sunday work was okay. Had a decent day, Monday, Tuesday. And then it was like Wednesday and Thursday. It just fell on its face, man. I mean, it's just like, I don't know what it was at my day job, but I could do no right whatsoever. So, I mean, it's just... Uh, it, rained, it, rained, it rained crap up you, didn't it? Oh, dude, I tell you what, when, <clears throat> like they say, when it rains, it pours, dude, and it 
definitely it <laughs> it definitely did some pouring. That's for sure. You know, not just weather wise, because yeah, we've been getting been getting a lot of rain down here in these parts, man. Just getting soaked. So, but it I is what it is. So that's the way. I guess, I guess most, most of the hills, hills got pretty, pretty fresh, fresh snow up there too. So I'm pretty excited to get up there and go play. Oh, I know, right? So, yeah, that's another big thing, too. We finally got a lot of that snow that we were missing for a while. So, glad uh, glad that's finally coming down up there. Because I know we had a little bit earlier in the season uh, up here in the Cascades. Uh, yeah, I mean, we had a little bit there. was looking really good uh, around November time frame. And then after that, it just dropped off. I mean, there was like nothing. Yeah, no, here. It warmed up and melted everything off. You know, except for way up on the mountain peaks, but as far as, like, down the foothills and stuff, where usually this time of year, you know, you're already sitting in about two, three feet of snow. And it just, yeah, dude, it was uh-huh. it was gnarly. I mean, there wasn't shit until here, what, within the last week, they just finally started getting dumped up there, so. I, 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 got, I got a got buddy, buddy of mine, mine that just went up, went up on top, top of uh, Sautel out, out there in Moala, just outside of Moala, man, and he, he said, said that there was, was a good... Good, good foot, foot up, up by the lake, lake. and um, he, was he was saying that it was, was good powder, solid, solid snowing, and had stuff on top, top, of, top of the towers or coat, and all, and all kinds of different places that you can do via four-wheel drive and quads and UTVs. And so, yeah, we definitely got what we were missing, that's for sure. Absolutely. So, anyhow, we got some folks checking in over here on the chat side of the house. So, first off, oh, our friends over at 1700 somewhere. So, thanks to those guys for checking in. Glad to see uh, our sister show here on uh, VRS checking in with us. Grunts with Grill. Uh, yeah, they're checking in in the chat. Raymond Trueblood from 0230, he's checking in. Ale Train Fighters. Yeah, those guys are caught their little bit of their show here yesterday. That was a, that was a hoot with those guys. Uh, VRS Syndicate yeah. X. He is echoing big time. Who exactly is echoing? I wonder if that may be on your end, Carl. Probably Are you using a headset or what's up? Nope, I've got my microphone in front of my speaker. Probably a problem. I'm going to fix that right now to turn down my speaker. And that's probably going to be a lot better because I moved it away from it. So. Oh, yeah, there you go. Plus, I hope you sound that fixes it. So, our uh, <clears> boss <throat> man, the VRS Syndicate X. Yeah, hopefully uh, that fix our issues. So... At 1700. Yes, thanks, Austin. Austin. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. He has lots of echo. Is someone monitoring on speakers? So. Yeah, you are not Woo-hoo! where Carl is. <laughs> oh, great. Josh is checking in from his phone. Carl! Carl! Oh, my God. Ah. God, no. Uh, the, uh, Carl! Uh, now everybody <laughs> in my house is yelling at <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just a matter of time before that was going to happen, brother. New was yeah, only a matter of time. So, oh, Jesus. Oh, I tell you what, dude. That This show today, I mean, like I said, we had a lot of technical glitches just trying to get the show up and ring tonight. Oh, it was it was hell. It was hell. But This must be what going mad feels like. Yeah, that's exactly what going mad feels like. But we got her going, so... Yep, blasters. So, anyhow, let's, uh... Now Chad's messaging me. <laughs> he is echoing big time. We got her. We got her away there, boss man. We are good to hook. So, let's go ahead and, uh... Let's start breaking. 
Yep, going to start breaking into news here. So, first story. Biggest one of the week so far has definitely been uh, having to deal with this government shutdown. So, again, my favorite favorite source is AmericanMilitaryNews.com. So, they're talking about here, government shutdown halts Fort Bragg training. I went with this story in particular because it affects us throughout the military community as a whole. And it's the same way across the board. And I had to do a lot of other research to see what was going on. So it kind of gives a little bit of story. Uh, it says, thousands of soldiers from the North Carolina National Guard arrived at Fort Bragg on Friday, ready to participate in an assault on an urban training complex. The training would have involved more than 20 M1 Abrams tanks, 30 Bradley fighting vehicles, and Black Hawk and Apache helicopters of Operation Hickory Hammer. It was designed to coincide with similar actions in three other states and would have served as a validation for the 30th ABCT Armored Brigade Combat Team before a large-scale exercise at Fort Bliss, Texas, later this year. But on Saturday morning, before a single tank could roll onto the target objective, soldiers began packing up and getting ready to go home. Late Friday night, Congress failed to reach a deal to avert a government shutdown, brought a halt to the North Carolina National Guard's training plans, and leaves many on and around Fort Bragg for lean times. Now, mind you, yeah, it's just talking about with what happened there in North Carolina and uh, Fort Bragg, but in all honesty, this is a nationwide deal. And the shitty thing thing about it is the fact that, you know, it's, it sucks because it's not just certain government agencies and stuff that are being affected. It's not just the DOD or, you know, federal employees that are being affected. It's everybody. It really is. You know, it's like I got friends and stuff that work as, you know, federal technicians on the guard side of the house. Well, guess what? Government shuts down, even though they're federal technicians, and with the guard, which is usually state-funded, but because those guys are on Title Ten or they're working as a quote-unquote federal technician, that's federal funding. And if the government shuts down, those guys are out right, of work. Right. You know, your AGRs, yeah, they're on Title Ten active duty. They can't go to work either. So because they're not Jesus. getting paid. So the state winds up telling them, well, guess what? You can't get paid. Go home. Because we got nothing for you. And that's the shitty thing because it hurts not just those individuals, but it also is having a ripple effect on the families and everything else. You know, it there's more of a ripple effect to it than what a lot of people seem to think. And that's, that's the hard thing about it. So... But I mean, it, it's that's got, that's got to suck. suck. It I mean, does because I mean, get all geared up, get all geared up to go do training and and you know be validated and all that stuff, and then getting told to just go home, man. That's just that sucks. I mean, uh, I can only imagine, you know, what what that what that feels like. Well, that's the crappy thing about it too is that you know it's not just you know it's not just the fact that they're getting ready to go train and stuff like that, you know, it's the fact that they put so much logistically into all this stuff, you know, and now they mm-hmm. can't, you know, they can't train. But on top of that, then you also have, you know, here's another thing about this too, is that when you have all that federal funding, that's just gone. You know, yes, yeah, Social Security is still going to get paid. There's, you know, certain key, 
uh, elements within the federal that still going to be operating. You know, those are as quote unquote essential necessities for things to get by day by day. But then you, like I said, you got the military that's not getting paid. You have the VA as well, which is shut down now until they're able to get a budget passed because now you have guys that rely on the VA for medical assistance and things like that. Guess what? Those appointments that they have with their doctors, they can't go. They're now next or have to be rescheduled until, you know, later on when, you know, they get a budget passed and can open the doors again. You have service members that are on VA disability. You know, their disability checks are not going to get paid out because of this partisan bullcrap that's going on in the Senate right now. And the thing about it, it, it's... It's petty, it really is, because it you have one side of the aisle trying to push a certain agenda against the other. What that is, I'm not going to get into that right now, because that's way too political to what I care to be on our show. I, I, I just don't. I like to leave politics exactly. out of it if I can, because it's, you know, we try to stick with the facts, and you start politicizing crap, and it just gets ugly, you know, and I don't want to do that. So, but the moral of the story is because these two sides can't come to a mutual agreement, even if it's something short term, to be able to get the Fed at least operating in, to at least get, you know, the basic programs and everything else that people have earned, you know, at least get those people paid, at least get those people taken care of, you know, but when you shut the whole system down because you don't want to... You know, because somebody on the other side is not agreeing with what you want in it or what you want out of it. You know, it it, it sucks for everybody because now it just kills a whole deal. You know, at this point, in time, I don't even know if I have drill next month. You know, here in the beginning is it of February. Is it safe to say it's like a tantrum? Say that one more time. I missed it. it, is it- I, I said, is it safe to say it's kind of like a tantrum? You know, a five-year-old's tantrum, and so to speak. That's exactly what it is. And it's the same thing on the other side, which is completely ridiculous. <sighs> but here's a fucked up thing about it. Excuse my language, but, you know, here's a jacked up thing about it. Is that the folks in the Senate, the House has already passed this resolution. Now it's just sitting in the Senate going back and forth trying to get hashed out. But guess what? They're still collecting their paychecks. Exactly. 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 That's so, unfair to everybody. Oh, exactly. Because they're the ones that wind up getting the government shut down because they can't agree, but they're still getting paid. But everyone else got Blue Falcon, big time. And you know, a lot of this goes back to uh, back to an act that was passed by both houses of uh, of Congress, by both the House of Representatives and the Senate, and was signed off by President Obama back in 2013. That those individuals would still get paid. They would still have all their benefits and everything else for them. But everyone else in the government, you know, in the government sector that's working or relies on them, you know, for what reason or whatever, guess what? They're done. They, they, they have nothing. They're pretty much sent home packing, twiddling their thumbs, and they can't work. They can't get paid. They can't do whatever to get by to make ends meet. And it just, it's sad. It really is. And to me, this is kind of a big thing because I myself, I got a dog in the fight on this one. 
I really do because okay. you know I, you know I do a lot of my medical stuff through the VA. You know I have a okay. disability rating, but at the same time, you know, so I can't use those benefits. I can't, you know, if something happens, you know, thank God I have work or, you know, I have insurance through my, uh, uh, through my employer that I can use as a backup, you know, because if not, I'd be screwed right now. If something were to happen, you know, if I were to jack up my knee and, you know, screw it out, pop it out of freaking my hide, you know, I got to go, you know, I got to go to the emergency room, but I can't. Now I got to pay out of pocket to a civilian doctor because right now I'm relying on the VA, but guess what? Because I screwed myself up, you know, it, it's now I got, I'm stuck with this bill that I can't pay because I'm not getting paid. Right. Right. And it hurts a lot of people, you know, thank God I'm not, I myself, am not in that situation. There's a lot of other people that are not in that situation. Thank God. But there's a lot of people who are, and that are facing that. And that is a huge issue to me. That is a very huge issue to me. So. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's definitely, definitely damned, damned if you do, damned, damned if you don't kind of a fight. fight. <clears throat> and that, that really, really sucks. sucks. You know, I, I just, don't just don't think it's, it's very, very fair, fair to, to you guys and, and, and what, what it, you know, you is know, going on. on. It just, it doesn't, doesn't seem fair at all whatsoever. Exactly. So, I mean, that. That covers down a lot of the, uh, a lot of that stuff as far as dealing with the government shutdown. I know for those folks that are active duty listening to our show tonight, like the ones that are actually stationed on an active duty installation, uh, whether it be CONUS or ONUS, um, I know you guys are having a heck of a time with it because not only are you got, you know, not only are your soldiers getting sent home, you know, back to quarters and stuff, I know. And here's the other crappy thing about us that we got guys that are downrange right now that mm-hmm. are overseas doing their mission, doing what they got to do. They still have to report. They still have to suit up every day. And yep. the shitty thing about us, they're not getting paid. They're not getting yep. paid. Our guys overseas are not getting a paycheck. And that to me just drives me up a wall. It really does because that's a slap in the face. To those guys, because we're not taking care of them. And then here's the other crappy thing about it, too, is that if something were to happen to them, you know, God forbid, you know, we lose another soldier, but, you know, it it's combat, you know, it's combat deployment, the chance is always there, we all know in the back of our heads. Somewhere to happen to that uh-huh. soldier or service member, the uh, SGLI program, they wind up paying out, on the average, $100,000 within 48 hours to the families. So that way they can start wow. getting the ball rolling on funeral arrangements and stuff like that. Yeah, it's quick. It is quick. Uh, at least for the first part, and then they get the rest of it later on. Uh, whatever their SGLI policy is. Uh, but, you know, now the families don't even get that. Until the government goes back into, you know, they can't even pay that out. So somewhere to happen, guess what? Ugh. Yeah, they're stuck having to flip the bill and having to take on that workload until they get that relief from those funds coming in. So it 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 sucks, dude. You know, a lot of people say, oh, we don't need the government, yada, yada, yada. Well, guess what? You know, I'm not pro-government. You know, they serve purpose, but they don't belong in, you know, running our lives per se. 
but a lot of people don't understand just right, right. how much of an impact that it actually has. When you take it out of the picture, it, it is chaos. It really is. Not so much as, you know, anarchy-wise or anything else like that. No, because our first responders, helios, you know, the people that are keeping us safe here at home, you know, they're still out there doing their job. Thank God those guys are still getting paid. So they can do their job. So, But anyhow, yeah, I think I've beat this dead horse enough on this story. Just a little uh, bit. I think so. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Just horrible. Well, it, it's not that you beat the dead horse, dude. It's a pretty serious thing, and I get that completely and wholeheartedly. So, I mean, I can understand why you would want to continue on about it, but, you know, it, it, it is what it is, and it's horrible, and it shouldn't happen, and that sucks. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, just don't think, God. I don't think, I don't it's, think it's very fair, fair that they that they got to take, take people, people like that. that so. so. Nope. You know, and, and do, do that, that to them. Exactly. So, all right, moving on. Off the the government shutdown. Now, speaking of government, we're going to throw another another shot out there. Another freaking artillery round going out. Uh, so our next story. It actually involves uh, our Devil Dog Brethren, or they're the United States Marine Corps Medal of Honor recipient, Dakota Meyer. I don't know if you remember who he is, but he uh, received his Medal of Honor for actions over in Afghanistan. Uh, anyhow, Medal of I'm Honor recipient... I'm vaguely it, I believe. I remember from the story. Yeah, Dakota Meyer slams Chelsea Manning after Senate run announcement. And like I said last week, I was going to follow up on this one a little bit. To, just to make sure, but yes, unfortunately, <laughs> she can run, she can get elected, however, because of her past convictions, because she wasn't fully pardoned, her sentence was just commuted. If she were to win, and to be able to take that seat, in order for her to attend a session of Senate, the Senate has to give her two-thirds majority of allowing her to partake in said debates, votes, whatever else. So she could be elected to it, mm -hmm. but in order to have an effect within the U.S. Senate, it has to have two-thirds of the uh, majority to accept her into the Senate because of her conviction. So, got a little bit of that going on down there. Uh... Anyhow, back to the Dakota Meyer story. Medal of Honor recipient Dakota Meyer recently slammed former U.S. Army intelligence analyst Chelsea Manning following her announcement that she was running for U.S. Senate in Maryland. Uh, Meyer, a Marine and recipient of the Medal of Honor for his courageous actions during a fight with the Taliban in Afghanistan, slammed her previous experience in the U.S. Army. And he wound up tagging her on Twitter, too. It says, didn't at... XY Chelsea already have a chance to serve this country honorably and fail. Hashtag asking for a friend. Yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. whole hashtag thing has got me going, okay. Manning filed a run as a Democrat and she would run against Senate, uh, Senator Ben Cardin in the November Democratic primary. Meyer, a hero of Operation During Freedom in Afghanistan, fought off a number of Taliban fighters to help save lives of several trapped comrades, despite being told by superiors not to go in. During the battle on September 8, 2009, Meyer ran into heavy fire five times to help save the lives of 36 people. 
and it goes back wow. into the background of uh, a Manning again, which by this point in time, everybody <laughs> pretty well knows. So, yeah, Manning, who entered an all-male military prison as quote-unquote Bradley, announced he was transgender immediately after his sentencing in 2013. When the military denied Manning's request for hormones, Manning tried to commit suicide twice. So you got a suicidal transgender running for the Senate. And this, you know, this Medal of Honor recipient, bless the man's soul. Bless that devil dog's soul. Just blast her. And I am loving it. God. I really am. It sounds like he did too. So. <laughs> he, went in, he went into that fight with his gloves on, that's for sure. Right? <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, but what do you got someone like that? You know, that somebody like him, I would vote for him for Senate. You know, I'm sorry, dude, but the, when, I don't know if you've ever met a Medal of Honor recipient. I have one time. And let me tell you, the dude, you know, when he got out and everything else, when he he got it, but he was uh, medically retired shortly, you know, from his injury and everything else that he sustained in the event that he got his uh, CMH work. The dude was like a, he was a, what, he was a E3. And I tell you what, man, I met this guy. He was from, he was a nom guy. But dude... When he came by, I don't care who the hell he was. My heels clicked when that when I seen that freaking blue ribbon go walking by. That's for damn sure. So yeah. somebody like that. I, I, I've, I've met a, a I've, I've, I've met, met a couple, a couple of, of uh, Medal of Honor recipients uh, uh, being you know at Milwaukee High School and everything. Two thousand one to two thousand four, we had Living History Day, and that was basically a day taken out of curriculum. So and to listen to their stories of sacrifice and honor and, and you know and so I've met a few of them. I, I, I'm a pretty deep veteran community on that aspect of it. So I've met a few of them, man, and they they really. They, they definitely have a different pride about themselves, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, you got to think, you know, when you wear that particular award, that is, and you meet somebody, that's somebody that's on a whole different level. I mean, you, you come across people that are just genuinely oh, yeah, yeah. badass in their day. But when yep, you yep. come across somebody oh, yeah. that holds that award, that is just... That's a whole nother level of respect because you know it was no simple task. That was no freaking like, oh, guess what? Here you go. No, they had to endure some world-class trash for lack of better uh, better and more appropriate language uh, to go through to get that. And that is, you know, those oh, yeah, people, yeah. They'll, they'll straight look at it like, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve it. it it's the people that I lost with me on that day or the people that I saved that day that deserve this award more than I do. Those are the real heroes. Every time you meet one or any time you hear one speak, that is exactly how they sound. So, you know, it's, it's just how it is. So, all right, we're going to push along here and uh Oh, guess what time it is, Carl? Guess what time it is. Yeah, since oh, we still have yet to get our uh, intro that we put out the contest for, which, by the way, uh, when we come back after this segment, we will go ahead and we will uh, we will discuss uh, where to send those to. 
So you can go ahead and send them to our uh, send them to our Facebook page at Backwoods Veterans. You can go ahead and send them to us there. Uh, and yeah, you can go ahead and private message us that, and we will get in touch with you for getting all that linked up so we can get those turned in. Uh, but anyhow, so again, moving on to our Dummy of the Week. Dumb, Uh-oh. Dumb of the Week. Dumb, dumb, dumb. So, reported two yeah, days ago. According... Say that one more time, Carl. Sorry, I walked all over you. Oh, that's okay. I cracked open one because I want to hear this. Oh, gosh. Yeah, this is a good one. Serial stowaway arrested again at Chicago's O'Hare Airport. This was reported two days ago by Fox News. Chicago, a woman with a history of sneaking aboard planes, slipped past security at Chicago's O'Hare International Airport this week and was flying to London when the airline realized she didn't have a ticket. Chicago police spokesman Anthony... (laughs) Kuglimely says Marilyn Hartman was flown back to Chicago on Thursday night and taken into custody once she arrived. She's charged with felony theft and a misdemeanor count of criminal trespassing. Kuglimely says Hartman this week got through a federal TSA checkpoint at a domestic terminal without a ticket before taking a shuttle to the international terminal. A day later, she boarded a British Airways flight. The 66-year-old Hartman has attempted several times aboard planes without a ticket in 2016. She was sentenced to Chicago to six months of house arrest and placed on two years of mental health probation. How does she get past a TSA without a ticket? uh, Can somebody explain this to me, please? Seriously. There is an explanation for that, except for someone's heads off their shoulders right now. I mean, just saying. Right? <laughs> but I mean, it's just... so she got, you're telling me that she made it to her destination or halfway through her destination, where she was going for and yes. she got brought back and arrested at 66 years old? Yep, at 60. Dude, this bra looks like freaking. I'm not gonna lie, she kind of looks. I'm sure I'm looking at the. Look at her. She kind of looks like almost a, a Margaret Thatcher kind of. I don't know. <laughs> it's oh, like man, I gotta, I gotta look this up. Oh, dude, you have to look this up. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out how. It's like Margaret Thatcher had an affair with a bulldog, and it's like how how did this person wind up making it through security? And how, how without a ticket, without the doc, you know, without any of that stuff. How does she make it through? <coughs> Let alone to... Okay, so you got to check in. Okay. Now, now let's take each other through the steps here. You check it at the, you know, at the front desk. You then go through yep, the yep. TSA security, the screening line. Where they check your ID. The machine. Yeah, yep. they check your ID. They check your boarding pass right there on the spot before you even step through the little scanner deal. Yep, yep. And then before you get on the plane, they have somebody there checking your tickets, making sure that everyone has, you know, everyone's where they're supposed to be and everything else. 
you know, you wouldn't think somebody else that was on the flight was, you know, do to do. Okay, I got you know seventeen D. Okay, hey ma'am, you're in my seat. Well, you know, uh, you know, no, no, no. You know, you're always comparing when you're, you know, looking at other people's passes or whatnot. If they're sitting in your seat, you're like, oh no, you're you're back over here. Okay, and then things, you know, you go about your business. But she didn't wow. have that. She didn't even have a damn wow. boarding pass to get through. Let alone oh a passport God. for an international flight. Oh, Jesus. And they let her through. And somehow, some way, she slipped through. So, I mean, that, that kind of makes you question what we got going on, you know? Well, I think it was like, I don't know, probably about six months ago, somebody got through with a big old knife on them. I can't remember the whole story, but what is going on? I mean, we had some pretty heightened stuff there not too long ago. You know, with with, with TSA, TSA and stuff, and, stuff. and so you, you you pretty much had to be naked to go through some of that stuff at one point. But now they're pretty lax on it, which is crazy. So exactly. So Carl, uh, here a few minutes ago, I just opened up our chat again, just kind of checking and see what's going on. So apparently, yeah, these are uh, yeah, grumps of grills. No one likes drill weekend. Absolutely, I agree with you. But still got to do it. Uh, let's see, going down, because you don't have your Spreaker app on, do you? I do not have it on. Okay, you do not have it on, okay. So, VRS-X, there's your answer for you right there. So, I didn't think you did, Carl, but had to ask. Inga Williams, yeah, she's finally checking in. So, shit, I got on late, yeah, yeah, you did. Yes, you did. But, you know what? (laughs) You made a trip, so that counts for something. So... Not sure what. And I still want my tacos, Inga. I still yes. want my tacos. One of these nights, we're going to have to, uh, you know, if the day ever comes where we finally get an actual Facebook live feed, we're going to have to get Inga on one of our shows and have her, you know, have a taco feed. You know, we'll set up the, you know, we'll oh, set yes. up the big table with the microphones and everything else around it, and we'll sit back and we'll have a taco feast, you know, of Inga's freaking outstanding you know, taco cart quality, better than taco cart, actually, just saying. Uh, a lot, a lot better, better than Roach, Roach Coach, Coach okay? okay? I don't know, man. Tenfold. I've had some pretty good Roach Coach tacos. Like, authentic Roach but... Coach tacos. And, dude, the ones that she makes are actually pretty on point, I'm just saying. They're not as <clears> good <throat> as, you know, other people's, just saying. You know, for uh, my safety and health at home, hint, hint. But uh, but no, they, they're 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 bomb, dude. Her tacos are bomb, diggity. Especially the uh, the taco truck style type tacos. Those are my absolute favorite. So, yeah, yes. those are bomb. So anyhow, we we, uh, we, we we've got we've got, got, a, really, we've got a really nice, nice one, one over here. here so so. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm very well pleased. pleased. <laughs> well, good, good, good. You know, she's able to freaking knock back the, you know, knock the taco truck on the, you know, in a check. You got yourself a good one. So, anyhow, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and take a short break. uh, And we shall be back. We're going to go ahead and as soon as we come back, we'll break into our outdoor portion with guest speaker, uh, Aaron McShawn, also known as the Off-Road Adventure. So, we shall see you folks here back shortly. 
All right, folks, welcome back to BB Nation Radio. I uh, want to go ahead and give a quick shout out once again to our sponsors over at Warrior Point with an E, warriorpoint.org. Join today and become one of the select few. Also, I uh, want to give another shout out to our other sponsor, Threatcom 5 Clothing. 
threatcom5clothing.com. Remember to wear the grenade. So, now we're back. Sorry about the little gap there in between, but want to go ahead and uh, welcome you guys back to BB Nation Radio. Uh, and now we're going to go ahead and move into our outdoor portion of, uh, of tonight's show. So, with that being said... Yeah. This outdoor portion of Backwoods Nation Radio, correction, TV Nation Radio is brought to you and sponsored by Rattle Cans 4x4 Club. Rattle Cans, that's the place to be. So, moving on. Carl, we got a special guest with us this after, this evening, don't we? Uh, our buddy Aaron McShawn, also known yeah, as the Off Course Adventurer. Aaron, you with <gasps> us? I'm here. Can you hear me? There you are. Now we can hear you. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> All right. Hey, is there any how that you can possibly speak a little bit closer into your microphone? That way it's a little bit easier for everyone to hear you. Maybe this is better. There you there go. Now is. we can hear you good. There we go. There we go. All righty. So... Uh, Aaron, why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit of background as far as uh, what you got going on over there as the uh, off-course adventurer. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Well, I started up that little thing, uh, I think about two years ago. I wanted to make a YouTube channel. Uh, right, one second. Can you guys hear me on this? Yeah, we yeah. can actually hear you a little bit better now. Okay, okay, so, so it, started it started about, about I think about two years ago, and I wanted to make a channel on YouTube to pretty much show off kind of um, places around Oregon and Washington that were unexplored or, or rarely explored at least. And uh, that's pretty much how I started the Overland thing. Uh, I got out of the military in 2010 and really had nothing going for me other than, you know, getting back into the civilian world. And, and uh, I didn't want to really waste my time with hobbies that wouldn't help me relax and offer me kind of the death for me. Gotcha. So now can you, for some of our listeners that don't really have a clear idea as far as what exactly uh, Overland is, why don't you go ahead and give us a quick uh, Barney style breakdown of it as far as what all it entails and uh, how one can get into it. So what Overlanding is, is a type of off-roading that takes you, it's more about the destination of where you're going than, than simply over uh, off-roading. So let's say, um, there's people who off-road who go rock crawling or there's people who off-road who go mudding or there's, you know, or just going down and grab a road. Uh, what overlanding is, is trying to get somewhere the best you can with the circumstances that it gives you. So uh, let's say like my, my Jeep, right? Um, instead of making my Jeep for rock crawling or, you know, big old tires to put in the mud, what I do is I, I prep my Jeep. I try to keep the weight down, you know, add as much cargo space to it and then go pretty much as far as I can. Gotcha. So it's more like a kind of like a camping type deal, is what you're saying. So you're trying to basically yeah, go for yeah, exactly. extended it's, periods. It's, it's is the what it is, or... yeah, it gets you off the grid into into places, man. That's a lot of fun. It's something I've been looking into myself with my group as well, trying to get a group of them to go overlanding. It, it, it's a it's a blast. I'm telling you right now, it, it's so much fun. Now with overlanding and stuff, I mean, you know, it's like yeah. they say, it's not just with the four-wheeling itself, you know, it, it's like you said, it's more about the adventure to get where you're going. Uh, now, I know 
a lot of it is you're trying to stay self-sufficient. You know, you want to pack your own water, you want to pack your own supplies in there. It's kind of like, you know, when you're going to the field, you know, you're loading everything up that you can uh, with your rig. And if you got a trailer or something for your supplies or whatnot, you know, you kind of want to go that route. But, you know, like you said, it's more about the adventure, uh, if I recall correctly. I mean, is that it or is there more to it? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's about prepping yourself and kind of pushing yourself to go as far as you can with what you know and what you have. Um, the number one thing that has come in handy for me is having my military background, which is doing map reading and plotting courses and, and that kind of stuff. And uh, it definitely pushes you to the limits of what you know. Gotcha. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about I, what... Sorry, go ahead, Carl. I have seen some of the pictures that he's produced from some of his Overland stuff, like up some of the lakes that aren't you know very well explored, man. And I'm telling you what, right now, that is definitely the way to relax. Definitely. Now, is there a way that people can find you, uh, Aaron, as far as, like, with your material? Is there kind of like a guide service or something that you do? Or is it just, you know, tips and tricks? Or what do you got going on? There's all kinds of stuff out there on the Internet. You know, the Internet's a wonderful place to learn things. And uh, I just pretty much watch YouTube videos and, and kind of learn from some random people that I've met in my life on how to do it. Gotcha. Carl, you got anything to uh, chime in on this? Um, he's pretty much hit on every point about the whole overlanding thing. Um, it, it definitely is, you know, off the grid kind of stuff. Uh, destinations, you know, being able to get out there and and survive in that area and adapt to that area. And it can be very calming. Um, it, it, I've done it myself. I've gone up explored a bunch of trails upside of goat a few times that are all gravel road and gotten way off grid and it's just been a it's been a lot of fun so yeah as i know when you're talking about it also stress you out by the way it, it definitely can Eric, that is extremely right man it definitely can it, it can really stress you out too because maybe you forgot something maybe you don't have the right flint maybe your matches you know something something small could get you pretty so i mean you really have to be prepared to what comes your way yeah, or or your engine, you know, breaks down, or your your tire busts, or something. Yeah, you you've got yourself quite the vehicle, man. I've been watching a little bit about it, and I don't know if you still have your Batman trailer or not, but uh, that was a pretty cool gig that you had going on with that thing too, man. That, you you definitely, in knowing you and seeing you come up in the whole overlanding thing, dude, and just kind of watching it over Facebook, it's been really a pleasure to to watch and and kind of learn from you too. So, you know. Yeah, that's one thing I've well, got a new trailer too. Yeah, I saw. I was just gonna say, yeah, because I saw the uh, saw on your page the trailers and stuff that, or the trailer, I should say, that you just wound up picking up. Uh, looks kind of, you know, looks like an old freaking uh, Jeep trailer or something like that. You know, like a cargo trailer, like an old uh, Humvee trailer or something that someone put it on a Jeep frame or whatever to that way you can uh, pull it around pretty light and easy, but you still got a decent amount of storage in it. Oh, it's a um, it's a utility trailer from an old 1960s utility truck. It's, so it's a heavy beast. I, I imagine that thing probably is, but the storage and everything else for gear and equipment and everything else that you can put in that thing, I imagine it's probably insane. Oh yeah, it'll be great. So special. <laughs> now, are you going to do a rooftop tent on that one, Aaron? 
Not that trailer, no. No? Okay. I was gonna that say, that yeah, thing's going to be pulled by the Forerunner, by the way. My Jeep can't pull that. It's due to the length of my Jeep. It's not safe. Oh, wow. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's, uh, yeah. Alrighty. Well, then. Well, I think that's uh, pretty much going to wrap that. I mean, unless, Aaron, unless you got something else that you want to, uh, want to throw out there for our listeners and stuff as far as uh, ways to find you, ways to follow you. Uh, you know, we want to try and get your name out there so that way people can follow you and follow your tips of the tricks and the, of the trade, you know, as far as getting into the overlanding things. So, uh, yeah, go ahead, bud. What do you got? Well, the only the only thing I can say is, is that uh, don't fall into the mindset of it's good enough. So if your vehicle is needing maintenance, like the, you know, I don't know, ball joints or something are going out or, or fix them, make sure everything is tip top shape and newish, because if it breaks down out there, it's going to suck. Um, another thing that I'd like to put out there is um, you could find me on Facebook under the off course adventure, or you can find me on YouTube as well. There's not much there right now. But if people want to contribute or go on trips with me, that'd be much appreciated. Absolutely. So I'm sure uh, people would love to be able to go on there and uh, check you out, brother. I know uh, we appreciate having you on, Aaron. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Thanks again for coming out. So uh, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and we will be back with a preview for next week's show. So hold on tight, and we will talk to you guys here soon.
apologize because I didn't realize that I had the mute button on for the mic or for the music so you only got half of the music for during that break and I apologize for that that was that was my bad I told you like I said at the beginning of the show it's Murphy man you know anything can go wrong will go wrong and uh Tonight has definitely been one of those nights. Well, I guess you can say, damn it, Justin. Yeah, I know, right? You can actually, you know, <laughs> no, no Carl this time. You lucked out, dude. The, I get the I soundboard it. all set up for giving you a bad time tonight, and it winds up, you know, <laughs> smacking me right back in the face. I mean, I swear to God, just, uh, yeah, exactly what the goat said. <laughs> <laughs> Ugly, ugly goat. But anyhow, so again, want to give a shout out to our sponsors, WarriorPoint with an E.org. That is WarriorPoint.org and ThreatCon5Clothing.com, as well as to the rest of the shows from VRS. I want to thank you guys for supporting us and what we do tonight. Uh, Also to all the Facebook uh, pages that have been sharing our show tonight, as well as all the fans that are sharing and listening. Can't do this show without you guys. Do greatly appreciate it. Yeah, Inga, I, I hear you. So. There it is. Damn it, Justin. I I knew it was going to happen eventually. Knew it was going to happen. Uh, again, I want to thank all of you Uh-oh. folks out there. Uh, thank you, Aaron McShawn, a.k.a. the Off Course Adventurer, for coming on and uh, hanging out with us a little bit tonight here on the show. 
And uh, next week be the same type of shenanigans. We'll go ahead and, uh, you know, every week is going to be an improvement on the show. So more music, more shenanigans, more news stories, and, yeah, all the good stuff that comes along with being a part of BB Nation Radio. So we still have our contest going uh, as far as for that autographed BB Nation Radio T-shirt. Brought to you in part by our sponsor over at ThreatCon 5 Clothing. They're good folks over there with Chad and his lovely uh, partner over there. So uh, I have to go check them out. Like I've been, I've been wanting to get on there and look at those shirts and stuff. And dude, he's got some good stuff over there, man. I'm telling you, I, you know, I've got some stickers from him for the truck and whatnot. I haven't put them on there yet, but uh, Ooh, I need some for mine. Hey, I got, I got more than enough, dude. I'll hook you up. So, uh, but yeah, go ahead and check those guys out as well. And, uh, we'll be back with more here next week, right here on VRS. So thank you very much folks for checking us out and looking forward to seeing you again here next week. Same time, same channel right here on VRS, 8 PM Pacific, 11 PM Eastern. So we will talk to you guys next Sunday. Have a great night. Bye-bye.